This podcast is sponsored by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound is a recording studio located in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, that specializes in music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering. I have personally recorded with Sam at Redbeard Sound and can attest to the fact that he is accommodating, knowledgeable, and professional. So if you're looking for a place you can relax and record your music, or even a podcast like this one, hit Sam up at redbeard at redbeardsound.com. That's redbeard at redbeardsound.com. And tell him Dawn of Mantis sent you. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Joe, where are we? What's going on? We're in... Everything sounds different. Everything looks different. Everything sounds and looks better. It does. That's because we are doing our first episode from our new home, Redbeard Studios. Is it Redbeard Studios? Yeah, you can say that. I mean, it's technically Redbeard Sound, but that's kind of all-encompassing. Redbeard... I'm getting another another voice in 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 my in I don't, my head. I don't recognize this cat. Wait, what's going on? So we do we do now have a third person in the studio with us every every time, not just this time. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like kind of nervous right now. Don't be nervous. We're out of our element a little bit, right? No, but, but it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good when once once we you know yeah. keep going and so because we, we we were talking about it, and I was going to say joining us in studio, but we're we're joining him in studio. Because we're in, you're on your turf now. Yeah. Sat Redbeard Sound and Productions, Mr. Sam with us, or we're with you, like I said. And uh, yeah, so yeah, you guys will get used to him super quick. And just yeah. so you know, yeah. just so you know, he makes us legit. We're totally, sure. we're totally capitalizing on his knowledge and, uh, and everything that this guy brings to the table. But he's ran sound for like Theo Vaughn, Joey Diaz, Maria Bamford, Burt Kreischer, Mac and Farva from Super Troopers, Dan Harmon, Big J Okerson, BJ Smooth, or JB Smooth, BJ, JB Smooth. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I know, I'm getting started. Sugar Ray, Vanilla Ice, Fog Hat, Don McLean, uh, a ton of other people. Not but, to uh, name drop. But not to ju- name drop. We just did, though, and we 15 should. 15 times, We yeah. should. This, this, um, yeah, we're super excited to be here for sure. Joe, um, man, I don't know where to go now. Um, for, <laughs> for one time in this whole podcast, I'm like speechless. Well, you're just, you're, you're not looking at me from across the table. That's true. That's true. So that's one thing. Ivan and I are kind of sitting on a couch. Actually, Sam's recording this on a video as well. So we oh, might, yeah, there it is. We might yeah. throw a little bit of that up or something. Who knows? Yeah. Heck yeah. Right out. Yeah. So we have. New everything, and, and it's super exciting. I think I'm just so excited, I'm kind of lost for words a little bit. But Yes. Um, I can't wait till, like, the new wears off, and it will soon, I promise you. And we'll just start doing this thing just like we were before, except now our sound is going to be a lot better. It already is a lot better. But uh, if you got tired of cranking the um, volume in your, your car or on, on your iPod or whatever, um, now we're going to be um, optimized for perfect 
uh, sound, which is levelized. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> levelized. Yeah, normalized, levelized, yeah. all those eyes. That's what we are going to be now. Yeah, a couple episodes ago, everyone may have noticed, oh, I don't have to crank the shit out of my volume anymore. <laughs> well, that's thanks to Sam. We're always afraid of peaking, and, and, and it made us kind of gun-shy on, on the reds, but but Sam said, hey, it's all good. Just We're, we're going to boost this up, and red's not the enemy, just just peaking on solid red is is basically enemy the enemy. So anyway, Joe, what do we have tonight? Uh, we're going to do some... <laughs> well, this... <laughs> I had an idea for a smash and grab just with some random, I you know, some random stories and then... I was talking to Sam the other or yesterday, I guess. Yeah. And he was like, uh, what about like a Thanksgiving themed? And I was like, yeah. So, of course, in my mind, the first thing I start Googling is like hello or uh, Thanksgiving massacres and Thanksgiving murders. So we're going to. That's what Joe, that's what comes to mind when Joe <laughs> thinks of Thanksgiving. He thinks of murders. And, I wonder how many families have been murdered on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Turns well, out a lot. Well, it, it just makes sense. You know, it's a high stress time. I mean, you're seeing these people that. You know, for good reason, probably people are staying away from most of the year, and then you have to get crammed in. I don't know if these are families murdering each other. That's what I'm kind of assuming. You're you're not wrong. Okay, okay. So then it's like you're forced into a, a place that you don't want to be, and bad stuff probably happens. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has, like, that one uncle, like, don't ask Uncle Bill about yeah uh, Biden or whatever, you know? <laughs> this like- year especially. I, <laughs> man. I don't know. It's going to be crazy for a lot of families. I mean, we may have to do a recap later. There might be 20 more murders uh, when we come back in here next week. Yeah. God bless. I don't... What can I say about my family? Because I'm doing Thanksgiving Day. My daughter and I are going to go to my mom's, and my wife and other daughter are going to go to her dad's, but then we're going to reconvene later that day, right? And... uh I love my mom. My yeah, she she's very political. Um, yeah, I won't say any more about that. <laughs> I agree with her on some things, and yeah. some things we. But you just yeah. don't talk about that. You just yeah. don't talk about that. No, that's uh, Sam. You, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you going out of town, staying in town. What are you gonna staying do? Staying right here. Great. That's perfect. Is Actually, that, I gotta. Idea. I'll be at the casino uh, Thanksgiving evening, uh, running sound for a band up there. Oh, that's oh, cool. Which band? Yeah. Let's give them a shout out. Uh, it's uh, running on empty. Oh, okay. So. All right. Yeah, I'll be up there uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> what kind of stuff is that? What kind of stuff is that band? Um, old school country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. But we yeah. got we got a mix this week. We'll start with some country stuff and and uh, finish off on Saturday with a, a really good uh, rock rock band. So, yeah. Yeah. Coming Heck up, yeah. coming down from Springfield called Paralandra. Really oh, good. Paralandra is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. man, let's interview them sometime on here. Yeah. Oh yeah, we um, should totally. I would have thought Running on Empty would have been like a Jackson Brown cover band. Yeah, yeah, or, or an Eagles, or an Eagles. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, nope. it's not too far off with country. Yeah, it's a it's a good name. I think that's a pretty cool name. I think they're just getting yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we get into our stories? Yeah, yes, let's go. We've got man. There's so many. So much blood has been shed on the day of Thanksgiving, and not even counting the turkeys. <laughs> not even. <laughs> no. So let's start with this one here. This one. This first story is courtesy of InvestigationDiscovery.com, and this was on November 26, 2009. A Florida man. Okay. F- Florida man. Okay. Paul Michael Marige, I believe, and if that doesn't, who cares, sat down to Thanksgiving dinner with 16 family members and friends. His presence there was unexpected, though, because he had actually been estranged from his family for many years before this. 
Uh, at one point, even uh, one of his sisters had even put a restraining order on him. Uh, so anyway, he called a few days before and asked to come to Thanksgiving. His parents cautiously relented because he was kind of like a, he was the black sheep. Okay. So they were probably thinking like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, but they were probably thinking the worst that would happen would be he would just like, it would be a shouting match or some argument or what, whatever. I don't know. Not murder. Not moida. The meal ended up just like any other, though, with everyone stuffing themselves with food, joking, and even joining sing-alongs. It was, it was so good, until it was not. After the dinner, Marij produced a handgun and executed four of his relatives, including his cousin-in-law, his twin sisters, one of whom was pregnant, and his cousin's six-year-old daughter. Afterwards, he reportedly said, I've waited 20 years to do this, after which he fled the scene. He was captured and eventually cut a plea deal for seven consecutive life sentences to avoid the death penalty. Whoa, that's... So, I mean, he just premeditated, I'm going to get them all on Thanksgiving. He did. Wow, that's crazy. He went and purchased the guns, and I read a little bit more about it, and uh, it was a total... It was That's why he called. That's why he asked to be invited. They extended an olive branch and was like, okay. And uh, that's what happened. That's how they got repaid. So when you're arguing about politics this year, just know that it, it, it could be worse, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyone have any guns? Okay, okay. Let's talk about this. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. We're, you found that on ID, huh? Yeah. That's the, that's the one that has the narrator of all those, like, true crime, cold case file type. You know, do you ever watch ID? Oh, yeah. yeah it's a great... Are great. you talking about... Uh, oh, I was, ta- I was thinking about the narrator of... Uh, oh, Bill Curtis. Oh, is that who it is? Uh, he is the guy that narrates uh, what's that really super famous show on ID, and it was around before ID was around. Forensic Files or yeah, something? Forensic yeah, Forensic Files. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that Court TV? Yes. Yeah. it was ID? Yeah. Yeah. So Bill Bill Curtis. Yeah. I lo- yeah, I love his voice. I mean, he just makes anything sound scary, even though if the case isn't even really that scary, his voice really takes you there, for and sure. they always do... He always does these great, cheesy tagline. Like, let me try to just manufacture one. <laughs> okay, like, okay. Of like, let's say this baker got killed. Okay. <laughs> but as he was going through his recipe book, he didn't know that soon he would be the main ingredient in a recipe <laughs> for murder. <laughs> do one, do one. Uh, let's think of one for the Thanksgiving one. You just, you just said like something like, uh, they had no idea he had an idea for dessert or something like that. Like he had a, 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 a strange plate with him and he was going to serve it up cold or something like that. There's got to be something. There's got to be something there. It was death by chocolate. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Death by bullets. I don't know. I think there's an ice cream called death by chocolate. So there is, there is. That's what I was going with that. Yeah. So yeah, I could see that one totally being one of the things. Of course, there's not really an investigation there. That's pretty open and shut. Okay. How about this? Uh, Along with pumpkin pie, they were served a slice. Of murder. Of death. Of death. <laughs> We're all laughing and the family members are probably like, screw these guys. Yeah, that's one thing we do a lot, Sam. And, and you know this because you listen. It's, it's you know, I always feel bad joking about stuff like this, but, you know, it, it happened already. It's out there. You know, it's, it's, it's not like we're trying to, you know, crap on the family or something. Yeah. 
It's just yeah, actually, just... I think on on uh, your last podcast, you said you wouldn't joke about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've said that a lot of times. Yeah, I think that's our sure. <laughs> famous. I think that's our famous thing that we say. Like, oh, we got to stop doing this. <laughs> and next week, oh, here we go again. You know, yeah. it's like. I don't know. I, I got don't know a, how I feel about that. I got a cousin that was murdered, and uh, I would joke about him if it came down to it. Yeah. Well, he disappeared. I don't know if he was murdered. We've talked about him before. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. He just he just straight up vanished in 1997. Um, pretty sure he was what uh, whatever. I don't want to get murdered as well, so I'm not going to talk about that. But because yeah. um, we've talked about doing an episode about it, but it's just too close. I'm not going to. No. And, and you said there are people that'll just basically say like anonymously online, they'll say, "Hey, leave this alone if you know it's good for you." Yeah. Stuff like so that. in a case like that, when it's one of those deals where everybody in the small town brings up these certain few people that are probably responsible. And when those people live 20 minutes from you, uh, yeah, I'm not motivated to do an episode on that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's probably just not enough there. I mean, there's you, not. You said that you thought it was a drug thing, and that's that's really tough, you know? Yeah, because how it's gone. I mean, it'll never it's it's it'll never be solved. I mean, there's just nothing there. Yeah. So yeah, what's uh, I'm just we're not we're not going to touch that one. It's all right. Um, but yeah, so you want to move on to the next story? Yeah, move on. <laughs> I, I do have a question though. Yeah. You said, uh, after he killed everybody, he's. Oh, he'd waited 20 years to do that? I waited 20 years to do this. Was there, uh, did he tell the police that he said that or was there a witness left over that said Oh, I think a witness said it because even though he killed some and injured others, there was some that were totally, you know, unharmed and stuff, but that was gotcha. unanimously everybody was that he was just like. Oh, like it was almost like a release. Like I waited twenty years to do that, which I don't know if that's how long he'd been estranged. The story just said it had been many years, but uh, God, twenty years is a long time to be estranged. Yeah, not only did he want to kill those people, he wanted the other people to suffer. So, or else, you know, I don't know. He could have probably one on one killed any of those people at any time, but he yeah. wanted to make it like a huge event. You know, like yeah, I don't know. And how crazy. sick is that? That that didn't change his mind. Like from what I read, the meal was like great even though he was i guess at playing the part the whole time but they they the whole past the cranberry sauce or whatever and it was great and everybody was telling old stories and joking and and the family was probably thinking like oh he's back you know uh water under the bridge no more estrangement and then he just stands up and shoots everybody so and you know there was like that uncle or something said i knew it we shouldn't invite i knew this i knew it yeah told you throws down his napkin i knew something bad was gonna happen (laughs) yeah there we go again there i go again yeah so anyway all right yeah so let's roll on with the next one (laughs) all right this next one is uh oh god this one's brutal guys uh this story is from uh, aetv.com 28-year-old Michael, Joel Michael Guy Jr., sorry, Joel Michael Guy Jr., he traveled from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, back to his home, uh, back home to Knoxville, Tennessee, to have Thanksgiving dinner with his three sisters and uh, their parents, and this was in uh, 2016, Thanksgiving of 2016. After the dinner uh, festivities, the daughters all left. They all lived fairly local, so they all went back home. Michael stayed at the house with his parents. Uh, who were, by the way, Joel Guy Sr., 61, and Lisa Guy, 55. Well, it would be the last time that the three daughters would ever see their parents alive. Ooh. You see, Michael Guy Jr. was an undergraduate and was still living out of mom and dad's wallet, although they had recently told him that they were about to retire and sever him financially. Uh-oh. Well, this was unacceptable. Oh, yeah. 
on uh, November 26th, which was uh, Thanksgiving Day that year, Michael Guy Jr. stabbed his father 42 times and his mother 31 before dismembering their bodies and attempting to dissolve them in a mix of drain cleaner, sewer cleaner, hydrogen peroxide, and bleach. Wow. He'd been watching Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His motive was obviously rage over being cut off financially. Plus, he stood to gain half a million dollars uh, from their life insurance if they passed away or disappeared. Detectives theorized that Michael planned to completely dissolve their bodies before flooding the house to hide any incriminating evidence. However, he injured himself while attacking his parents and had to briefly leave the house for medical treatment. Um, he actually went to like a nearby Walmart to buy gauze and, and Neosporin because that CCTV later came out. Um, while he was gone, this was a few days later, a coworker of Lisa's called the cops to perform a welfare check. They got back, they got to his house before he got back there and they discovered the scene and a notebook detailing the plot in a backpack along with both parents' torsos and dismembered limbs dissolving in plastic bins an acid-based solution full of corrosive chemicals described by prosecutors as, I quote, a diabolical stew of human remains. Whoa. (laughs) As well, I giggled like a psychopath. (laughs) As well as the father's severed hands on the floor and the mother's head in a pot on the stove. Yeah. That guy was just scrambling, wasn't he? Holy shit. For a half million dollars. That's not even that much money anymore really 750 i'd do it but yeah yeah there you go sounds like you can get out of my house you can leave and get out of my studio (laughs) is there more to this there's a lot more okay yeah i'm ready this was the note the to-do list that was found in the backpack i got a copy of it number one get killing knives killing that's (laughs) specifically (laughs) not carving not butter in apostrophe. Killing knives. Killing. Uh, and then it says quiet multiple. I don't know why it quiet knives. I don't know what. No, get quiet knives. Anyway. And then it says in parentheses to make small pieces. What? So he goes to the, he goes to like to the butcher and he's like, you got any quiet killing knives? <laughs> I'm tired of these loud knives. <laughs> Give me some quiet killing knives. <laughs> these are stealthy knives. Maybe those ceramic ones. I'm not trying to overthink this, but you know those ceramic ones you use for the kitchen? Maybe those would be quieter. It wouldn't make the like metal sound, you know? I don't know. Maybe he's sound. right. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm trying to put logic into quiet knives. Or if you don't have a quiet Isn't knife. the person screaming? That's going to be a lot louder than the knife. Could I get a regular knife with a silencer if you don't have a quiet <laughs> knife? I need something that's going to be quiet. And speaking of, I didn't say this a while ago, but it's super common in knife attacks for the attacker to be to be injured mm-hmm. and that is because and this is super gross but as you're stabbing the handle becomes bloodied your hand slips down the handle and onto the blade it's super super common like in almost every knife attack the attacker will come away with wounds on it on their hands yeah just yeah i could see that i mean your hand slips off and then you're you're just cut by the blade yeah i could totally see that yeah yeah Good tidbit there. Next item on the list. Okay. Get sledgehammer in parentheses, crush bones. Okay. (laughs) And he's talking about his goddamn parents. Let's remember. Yeah. Bring blender and or food grinder to grind meat. (laughs) When some investigator found this, they were, you know, they were like, 
Wow. Wow. None of this could be, I mean, it's so, it's simple things. It couldn't <coughs> just be in your head. You know, you have to write it all down. I don't want to forget. Nope. This guy was methodical. <laughs> Get bleach, denture, wait. Yeah, denture proteins. What do you think that means? No, I don't know. Or is there a word as denature? D-E-N-A-T-U-R-E. Denature? Now, this guy was going to medical school. He was going to school to be a plastic surgeon. But he wrote notes like this. But he wrote notes like this. Do you see, Sam, do you see a denature? Is that a word? Denatured. De- oh, denatured? Like denatured alcohol. Yeah. Denatured proteins. Yeah. Well, what does that mean, sir? Denatured. Okay, this guy's smart. Well, he wasn't that smart. But I mean, as far as uh, medical terms. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he was smart. Denatured proteins. So bleach must clean denatured proteins or something of that yeah. nature. Yeah, maybe. Does it say anything, Sam? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Weird. I'm not intelligent must enough. Be a, to... Must be a medical thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. if we have any doctors listening, yeah, shoot us a line on that one. Yeah, let us <clears> know <throat> for sure. Okay. Next item: get plastic bin for denaturation process. There we go to the denature again. It must be breaking down, like uh, the breaking down of maybe the yeah. skin and Lo- stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. Um, this and then the next it says does not matter where they're killed. Okay. Just get rid of bloody spots to prevent evidence of time of death. In parentheses, not the mattress or couches. So. Thought it didn't matter. Thought it didn't matter. Next item on the list. Get rid of bodies inside house. They're there and my DNA already there. Whatever that means. Open up doggy door to provide entryway. He needs to be blamed. That's So he was trying to frame his dad for all this. Okay. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, flush chunks down toilet, not garbage disposal. (laughs) Okay. Get plastic sheeting for disposal process. He's not alive to claim her half of the insurance money. All mine. 500,000. Is Is all this in parentheses next to like whatever he lists and then he lists the the other thing. Yeah. Right next to it in the yes. parentheses. <laughs> yeah, and then like a total jackass, he leaves this at the crime scene. Yeah. Jesus, God. Next next thing to do. Flood the house, covers up forensic evidence. Turn up heater high as it goes. Parentheses, speeds decomposition. Bleach reacts with luminol just like blood. Douse area with bleach. Then the next one just says, trash compactor? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe he was thinking about uh, blood gives time of death dash alibi. And then finally, don't have to get rid of body if there's no forensic evidence on the body. Michael Guy was sentenced to life in prison after a speedy four-day trial. Don't leave notes laying around. (laughs) (laughs) He should have put that one at the end. (laughs) Clean up notes from crime scene. Burn the list. In fact, don't write a list. Don't write a list. Oh, man, I already messed up. Wrote my list out. Don't Google. We talked about this on another podcast. How many people like Google how to get rid of body? Yeah. How to murder someone without being, you know. Yeah, and even if you're good at deleting your history, I, I kind of got went on a deep dive and read about the Snowden stuff, and I watched that Snowden movie. Uh, it's pretty crazy. So um, what you Google out there is out there. So Forever. Um yeah, so, yeah, you shouldn't do it. 
but the note thing is even more dumb. That's so so, and it's like the broken English of it all. It's so weird that he did all that stuff. We brought this up before, but I don't remember the comedian. But there's a beautiful. Uh, it was, oh, I think it was Jim Gaffigan. Uh, he was talking about how some lady disappeared, so they found her by going through her recent Google searches because she'd been Googling someplace where she went to. And he said, <laughs> he said, if I ever disappear, I hope that they don't try to find me by going through my Google searches because they're gonna, the detective's gonna be like, we think he was kidnapped by naughty Asian college girls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So. It's, it sounds like someone that's so smart on this case. It's so smart, he's stupid, you know? He tried to think of everything, but didn't think of, like, the obvious common sense thing. And, and, and talk about, like, wouldn't you think that, and not to give a tip to somebody wanting to, to get away with something like this, but wouldn't you think just, like, the, the more elaborate you go with it, the better chance you're just going to get busted, you know? It's like... It seems like your plan needs to be way more simple. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hey, just out of curiosity, I pulled up my recent Google searches. Uh-oh. Here they are. I'll just go through them really quick. Um, Thanksgiving Day Murders, Dan Cortez. Uh, that must have been my dog. I don't know. Thanksgiving Day Massacre, uh, Pamela Smart 2020. <laughs> she was the gal that- <laughs> I remember that. Hired the, or not hired, but screwed the little kid into thinking it was a good idea to murder her husband. Family violence during holidays, uh, Billy Flynn parole, um, family violence during holidays. That was another one. Uh, Greg Smart death. That's really all I have. Now so. if something happens on your Thanksgiving, they're going to grab your phone. <laughs> he was Googling how to hurt his family oh, on no! Thanksgiving. And now I've talked about it on the podcast. Joe, you better be good, man. Hopefully nothing happens to my family this Thanksgiving or I'm, or I'm spent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going up the river, say. Yeah. There'll be curtains for you. Yeah. Uh, what else you got on that on that handy-dandy notebook of Just yours? Just a second. Okay. <laughs> Just a second. I got, okay, right. Hold on. Sorry, I, I asked you that mid-drink. And he's drinking Dr. Pepper, so... Um, but, but this podcast is not brought to you by Dr. Pepper. We can't lie. If Sam posts the video, they'll see a gigantic bottle of Crown Royal in front of me. Oh, that's true. This Anyway, my, my personality brought to you by Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, I'm going to try to pronounce these last names, and forgive me, Geb- Gebrselassie. Abraham Gebrselassie passed away from natural causes early in 2006. So, ne- okay. next story. Okay. No. The, the, that would have been like no nothing. I mean, it was a big deal to his wife and kids and stuff. But uh, news-wise, that wouldn't have been a big deal, except for... Uh, his death would end up sowing the seeds for a Thanksgiving Day massacre later that year. Okay. You see, Abraham's two brothers, Asmaram and Tuodros, forgive me, were convinced that Abraham's wife, Winta, had had him killed for his half-million-dollar life insurance policy. Again, though, a pathologist determined that he died of natural causes, and literally no one else suspected foul play. It was just the two brothers. It was probably a deal where they didn't like her anyway. We've never liked this bitch anyway. Yeah. And then when the when the brother dies, they just blame him, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. blame her. It's like someone that you don't like, like when everybody hated Obama, like there could be an earthquake and the Galapagos Islands, like, freaking Obama. Thanks, Obama. You just, yeah, you blame stuff on people you don't like. So anyway, Tuodros <laughs> was invited to Thanksgiving dinner that year 
and hatched a plan, he claimed, with his brother to exact revenge. So during the dinner, Asmarom made his way into the apartment and gunned down the family. He shot and killed Winta Mahari, her brother Regbi Barangasi, and her brother Jonas, her mother, Regbi Barangasi, sorry, and her brother Jonas Mahari. Both men were sentenced to life in prison for the murders, both brothers. Asmaram for doing the shooting and Tawodros for aiding him, as prosecutors claimed they had planned the massacre together, and it was Tawodros who had led his brother into the house. However, Tawodros denied having prior knowledge and denied helping his brother, and he appealed his decision, and his sentence was eventually overturned. He was released from prison. Uh, there is a possibility of him being retried, but as far as I could tell, he's still free today. Hmm. So, yeah. So, there's something about, like, everything coming to a head uh, on Thanksgiving. That's the second one kind of like that. Like, you know, they think about it all year. It's like, this Thanksgiving, we're going to settle the score. Just stewing on it. Yeah. That bitch was nothing when she met my brother. (laughs) Then he supposedly dies of a heart attack, says the whole hospital and every doctor professional that looked at him. Sure. Yeah. That bitch that killed him. That can be faked. I don't know how, but it can. It can. She probably made his heart explode somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then she collects convenient. Conveniently. Conveniently. They had a $500,000 life insurance policy. That, and she's the beneficiary. And she's the wife is the beneficiary. Yeah. Shady much. Yeah. Yeah, there's too much there, right? Basically, from the true crime stories that I've read, if you if your spouse has life insurance, and then or you know if you have life insurance on your spouse, and then they die of literally anything, you will probably go to jail. Yeah. Then we're like, it's probably a recent policy, and you look it up. It's like five years. And it's like, oh, that Whoa. recent. Huh? Even Jackie Onass, <laughs> Onassis, even Jackie Kennedy. They were probably like, a likely story. If she had, <laughs> you know she had life insurance on JFK, you know? And they are probably like, nobody's biting on this. That's a new conspiracy <laughs> theory. She had her husband killed for the life insurance. She wanted to be mega rich, not just regular rich. Yeah. I guess. yeah. Well, she did go on to marry that Dodie Alfayed, who yeah. was mega rich. Yeah. Uh, gold digger much? Yeah. Yeah. She probably, <laughs> she was... Probably knew something about the grassy knoll and all that, the badge man and all. That. Hey, we should do the an babushka episode. lady. We should do an episode on all those characters. I don't think there's anything to it, but that's that's kind of crazy. All those like, you know, you know a lot more about it than I do. The badge man and the the lady with the she was like dressed for a cold day. The babushka was, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about her a little bit. Well, why are you wearing a babushka, bitch? <laughs> it's goddamn summer in Dallas. That's creepy as hell. Yeah. And then one guy had a. Had a uh, uh, an umbrella, or maybe it was a gal. Maybe it was the bush. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Somebody had an umbrella. Yeah, that's right. Why do you have an umbrella? Sunny in 75. Who uses an umbrella in the sun? Well, I think people do sometimes. No, that's never happened. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, but seriously, on that, on that note, uh, my toddler, we went to the store the other night, and this is just toddler logic, and I didn't even argue with it. We started to go out the door. And she goes, Daddy, Daddy, no! And I stop, I'm like, what? And she goes, Umbuela. And I go, what? And she goes, Umbuela, it's dark. And I'm like, 
We need the umbrella. You know what? Grab the damn umbrella. I don't give a shit. Grab yeah. the umbrella. So we grabbed it. She opened it up, held it over us as we walked to the car in the dark, folded it back down. Then when we got to the grocery store, she popped it out again, carried it, you know, over us as we walked into the store and then closed it back down. And I'm just like, whatever. It's, you're shocked at how much you're okay with. Yeah. You will do literally anything just to keep them happy for a while. And not have that piercing scream yes. that will make your ears bleed? Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking like about. Like, my wife will get home from work and be like, why does she have pads stuck to her entire body? And I was like, she wanted to open the goddamn pads, and I'm not going to tell her no. <laughs> I'm not telling to. her no. Yeah. Daddy, Band-Aids! I'm like, whatever. I don't want it. Yeah, sure. Ba- sure, Band-Aids. If you, just don't scream. Yes. Just don't, don't scream. Please don't. Because it makes daddy's ears hurt. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Or my wife could go home and be like, why does she have a bowl of ice cream and a bottle of pop and she's eating bubblegum? I'm like, well. It's her world. We're just living in We it. know what happens when we say no, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I learned. How, why haven't you? No. That's, Sam's looking at us like, you are shitty parents. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you've done that before. You got kids. Come on. You know. I was thinking more like, so she doesn't come and uh, kill us at Thanksgiving in 20 years. <laughs> He's thinking no, ahead. Good. Hey, I like he. That's going back to topic. That's cool. That's a segue back into it. I know that's Sam's subtle way of being like, let's get back to the story. No, I like it. I like it. That's perfect. Well, guess what? My, I'm not in any danger because I never told my daughter no. <laughs> All right. Next story. Yes, man. Throughout the year 2012, the uh, home of retired U.S. State Department security engineer. David Byron Smith had been burglarized on several occasions. This is a crazy story. I want you to give me your opinion afterwards about whether he was within his rights or not. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say. Okay. He actually claimed dozens of occasions that he'd been robbed, um, but he only reported one and the, the police could verify two. But still, that's two. I mean, no one should ever break into your house. Uh, by the fall of 2012, the thieves had made away with $4,000 in cash Smith's grandfather's POW watch, many gold coins from his collection, and a chainsaw. And Smith was pissed. Yeah. All right. So he installed a surveillance system and armed himself to the teeth. He even wore a pistol and a holster around his waist while he was walking around the house in his yard. He was pissed. Just went Old West. He went Old West. Cool. No, he goes really Old West. Okay. Just wait. So then finally the moment came that he'd been waiting for. On Thanksgiving Day of that year, 2012, Smith had driven down the long driveway to his neighbor's house for a little holiday visit. Now, while he was down there, he noticed a vehicle drive by in the direction of his home. And in that vehicle was 18-year-old Haley Kiefer and her cousin, 17-year-old Nicholas Brady. Now, these kids were suspected by police to be uh, behind a few local break-ins, and they were suspected by Smith to be the ones that had broke into his house. So Smith excused himself from his neighbor's house and raced back home. Once there, he turned on his security system. I don't know why the hell it wasn't already on, but that's what the story said. Removed the light bulbs from the ceiling fans, grabbed some firepower, and went down to the basement to wait. There in the dark, he stared at the small glowing screen in front of him of his surveillance, watching Haley and Nicholas case the house from the outside. Soon, he heard a window break as the pair gained entrance to his home. Smith sat in the dark another 12 minutes until he heard the wooden stairs to the basement creaking under Nicholas' feet. Now, remember, this story is so de- detailed because both audio and video recordings captured the whole thing. So that's why we know it was exactly how many, you know, 12 minutes to this, five minutes to that. Smith grabbed a rifle 
and met Nicholas at the foot of the stairs where he shot him twice. After the boy fell to the ground, Smith delivered one final execution-style uh, shot to his head before wrapping the body in a tarp and dragging it into another room, all the while taunting the boy and making sarcastic remarks. Smith then went upstairs for about 10 minutes before rushing back to the basement, rearming himself and taking up his position at the bottom of the stairs. Moments later, Haley can be heard descending the stairway and calling her cousin's name. Smith again drew aim and shot her, causing her to fall down the stairs to the basement floor. Smith can be heard saying, oh, sorry about that, just before shooting her several more times in the torso and once by her left eye. I got you guys to laugh about that. Smith then drug her body into the same room as Nicholas, taunting and calling her derogatory names as they went. Now, she was still alive at this time because you can hear her on the audio saying, oh, my God, a few times. But after dragging her into that room, Smith placed a gun under her chin and delivered one final fatal shot. And uh, that's not where it ends. After killing two people that day, Smith... He didn't call the police. He didn't report the robbery. He just went about his day. And he did not report the robbery until the next day. And when they asked him why, he said, I didn't want to bother the uh, police officers on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so he just went about his day, two dead corpses in his basement, you know, and he's up there in the recliner in his underwear, drinking beer, having a, um, his family apparently didn't have anything to do with him. So having a, a, a frozen TV dinner uh, in his pea stained underwear watching family uh guy no uh, all in the family all, all in the family. family okay it has oh, to be a, he was an older guy he was an older guy oh, okay how, how old was he does it say uh he's 50 something oh. i believe so, yeah 55 but it said it, it's it stole uh war metal or something so yes was, uh, okay yeah, was, that's right yes he's seen active he's seen the at shit some, yeah. at some point he didn't it probably didn't phase him too much oh no it was his it's, a, it's a revenge thing too they stole his grandfather's pow watch oh, okay. oh yeah so he would no. It doesn't show that he was ever. He was. He worked for the U.S. State Department, but I don't think that he was ever. Uh, yeah, in the military. Yeah. So he was just. Uh, I don't know. He was just crazy. So yeah, he uh, he didn't want to bother them. He waits till the next day when he did report the killings. It was in this weird, matter of fact, kind of dry way that the officers even said like sent chills down their spines. Like mm. he was. It was like he was reciting a grocery list or something. Yeah. He was soon convicted on two counts of first-degree murder with premeditation and on two counts of second-degree murder, that is, after three hours of jury deliberations. The jurors said the chilling audio of the murders, plus his cold interview afterwards where he admitted administering, and I quote, a good, clean finishing shot to Haley, convinced them he was a deranged man. Interestingly, though, uh, had he just fired the first shots... He probably would have been well within his rights and would yeah. not have, you know, been in any kind of trouble or faced any criminal charges. Both Haley and Nicholas had been wounded after the first shots and thus any danger posed was removed. However, it was the brutality that occurred after that proved, you know, yeah, he went far beyond any reasonable. Yeah. Um, David Byron Smith was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just way too far. I mean, he could he could have ended that a lot earlier and just, you know, and plus, plus the deal where he didn't, where he waited till the next day. That was mega weird. Super weird. Yeah. 
Oh, what yeah. kind of gun was he using? It was a twenty-two caliber pistol how, how or did rifle. The girl not hear the dude getting shot. I wondered that as well. Did he have a silencer? No, not that I read. So that's a good question, and I don't have an answer. But yeah. when I wondered as I did the notes, I was like, "Why?" It's weird because why wouldn't they? Maybe they got in the house and then split to case the house better. Yeah, but you would hear a. But gun you would shot, hear a gunshot, even a twenty-two. Yeah. I, I yes. Even down in the basement, you would hear yeah. it. So very confused and plus and he shot him more than once several times sure um plus i thought when people came or when people went broke into a house you don't stay in there 20 30 minutes i I wouldn't think yeah but according to what i read they got in he waited 12 minutes shot the one then went upstairs for like 10 or 15 minutes then came back i'm like where was this where was this girl and wasn't she wondering where her partner was for 15 minutes yeah. or even 10 minutes while well, it's just it's very weird well she could have she could have technically frozen and just like hid under a bed or ran somewhere and just you know oh yeah. like maybe she did hear yeah. that's a good point and she and knew she exactly what was going on and she didn't you know like frozen in fear you know she maybe you're wanna... right but then after not hearing anything for that long maybe she thought the the person who shot had left yeah. And maybe that's why she was walking around calling his name. That's a good point. Yeah. But, you know, so when I first, I remember when this story happened. Oh, okay. And, but the, the headline that I read was like, man gets life for killing burglar, two burglars in his house. And so at first I'm like pissed. Yeah. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. If someone breaks into my house, you're fair game. But then you read the details and he, I mean, he straight up ambushed them. And, you know, even after shooting them, a couple of times. They weren't even harmed. And his own surveillance stuff comes back to haunt him. Totally. It shows everything and shows how slow he did it and he wasn't in a panic. I mean, that doesn't look good on you. Oh, no. And then as he's like dragging the girl in, he's like, ah, you like this, bitch? Yeah. Good idea to rob my house, bitch! And then yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. this guy's a psychopath. Yeah. Not, so, not a solid plan. I wonder if when he handed over the surveillance tapes, if he was like, I'm golden, you know, yeah. like, here you go. Two more off the street for you, <laughs> officers, you know, like, did you a favor. I don't know. And then they're like, all right, good, good job. And then they watch and listen. And they're like, oh, oh. well, he'd probably just been a victim so long. It, it probably just like warped his mind. He probably thought he could do whatever. And, you yeah. know, he wouldn't be found guilty. This had went on like he, he, he said that his house had been burglarized like many, many times. But at least a few of those times were legit because even the police, you know, took reports on some and he did have valuables turn up missing. He had been burgled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think he just went like. Yeah, but if it wasn't the same two kids, boy, they got the brunt of it. Oh, dude. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I don't More know. More than likely it wasn't. I mean. Right. I mean. That's it was sad. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, it probably wasn't. And that's, yeah. That's and I get it. Said. Like. They shouldn't have broken into a house, but they were two teenage kids. Look, if they would have been caught and arrested, you wouldn't get the death penalty for breaking into a house. Like, you know, this guy administered the death penalty. Sure, yeah. Like, on the spot for breaking into a house, a crime that otherwise would have been, like, if it was their first time, they may have not even done any time. They may have just gotten some community service and stuff. But instead, they literally held a gun to their heads and just straight up execution style. He just went full private pile from Full Metal Jacket on him. You know what I mean? He probably should have shot him, 
well enough to where they couldn't, you know, even in the legs or whatever, and then walked in the kitchen and called the police and let them just kind of lay there and suffer. And then probably nothing would have ever happened. It wouldn't have. I mean, by all means, uh, and that's still revenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, he's something snapped somewhere and he was, well, it's like the over, overly elaborate revenge. I remember when I was a kid, I got mad at my sister's for uh or one of my sisters for uh making fun of me in front of my friends because i had older sisters and so um it just it kind of stewed in my mind like oh man i hate her so much i hate her so much what can i do so i took a bag of flour and put it in her underwear drawer and like rolled it up and to where my mom would find it you know and so my mom was in there like putting her underwear away or whatever and uh there was just this big family fight and my dad and mom screaming and everyone crying and all this stuff and I was like, man, I did that just because she made fun of me in front of my friends. And it was just like passing little comments, you know, and we had this big family fight and she had to like, it's not, it's not that. And then I had to run in there and I was crying too. I was like, it's flower. I promise I didn't. So it's like, I can see, I can kind of see the guy's point a little bit, like just an overly elaborate revenge. And especially this guy dealt with this for years. But, uh, and like I said before, he probably just thought, you know, the cops will, you know, he probably thought he'd get like a, a, a badge and like key to the city and all this stuff. But yeah, just way too elaborate. Yeah. So, Sam, what do you think so far? Joe picked some good ones. He did. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's, it's good to be, uh, it's good to be a, a part of the podcast. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, like I told you guys, I'm always listening back to previous episodes and then, and then uh, whenever I see you months later um i'm bringing up uh, you know episodes that you've topics that you've talked about months ago so i like i said i think that's why you asked me to kind of be a part of it anyway so i'm just <laughs> yeah no it's, what's weird is like i don't know about you joe but when whenever he'd bring up something in the green room like some of that stuff i didn't I, it was very it was very like fuzzy memories like he said hey you said this and joe said this and i was like yeah, I remember that, but you're like quoting us. I mean, it's got to be something different for the listener than us. I don't feel like yeah. we retain it as much. It's a little scary because I'm like, I don't remember saying any of that. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> you know, and it's and and it's it's current for me because you know it was probably something I just listened oh, that's to true. Back and that's so, true. You know, so then I was like, oh yeah, you remember when you said this, and and so you're like, oh gosh, that was like in July. <laughs> you know? so. yeah. I'm a totally different person now. Not really, but yeah. Well, I mean, if we sit there for a couple hours a night, we say so much, so it's hard to remember any specific thing. But yeah, we're, but, yeah, but yeah, that's cool. That I I knew. I thought, man, that's really cool. This, you know, he's bringing up the stuff we're talking about, and well, at that's least really one awesome. person listens to you. Yeah, yeah. That's all we want. It's just one. <laughs> so that's the Thanksgiving stories, but um, I got some. I have some just random smash and grab type stuff. Okay. Yeah. So this one's courtesy of Metro News and Insider.com. So uh, this story has a part two, and it's even more hilarious than part one, but we got to go through part one to understand part two. Okay. So uh, first off, a Russian soccer player named Artem Zuba was the victim of an attempted blackmail scheme a few weeks ago. Apparently, someone came into possess- possession of a video of him. I didn't even write it down, because what's a classy way? Because we're so classy. A classy way to put... Uh, let's just say his favorite band was The Strokes. Oh, okay. Okay. Jerkin' the Gherkin? Yeah. Is your favorite ball player, buddy, whack it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wrote Jerkin' the Gherkin. 
working. Oh, that's awesome. That's why you're my soul brother. There we go. I did write it down. I just didn't want to say it. I did. <laughs> that's so funny. So yes, um, pleasuring himself. Okay. Uh, someone had a video of him doing this, and they tried to blackmail him with it. The video ended up being leaked anyway, even though he didn't. He refused to pay. It was seen by millions of Russians. Instead, and we have listeners in Russia, so okay. Uh, what's a what's a Russian word um, <laughs> for that? I don't have a uh, no. Just a hello. How do you say hi in Russian? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. Um, das ist Joe. Well, if I they're think. listening to us, I think we just say hello. Hello. They li- I know, but I just wanted to be cool for a minute. But oh, whatever. that's cool. You are cool. I'm not at all. Instead of standing by the soccer star, uh, much of them immediately turned on him, and he was dropped from the Russian national soccer team. Even after this. I know. What? What? I just Googled uh, hello in Russian. Yeah. I can't read it. That's hello. That's the longest word. That's like super califragilistic. Play the little audio thing. Will it do it? it? Okay, here we go. It's hello in Russian. It sounds like something backwards. That's uh, anyone listening, any Russian person, like, what a freaking idiot. Aren't you glad you wanted to say hello in Russian? <laughs> Unsubscribed. <laughs> Unsubscribed. Unsubscribed. I bet he doesn't even know Vladimir Putin. <laughs> That's all we know, pretty much. It's like that episode of Friends, which y'all probably haven't seen, but I have a thousand times because of my lovely wife. I love you, babe. Uh, in which Jess, uh, Joey is trying to learn French. And so Phoebe's uh, okay. trying to teach him French, and she'll be like, Chos amis, vous play. And he'll go, Soleme poo-poo. And, and she's like, that's not it at all. And he's like, it's perfect. I'm saying exactly what you're saying. Jeleme poo-poo. No, let's jeleme poo Anyway. I guess we could have said petting is Putin. That could have been. <laughs> <laughs> he was petting is Putin. <laughs> now, that, that lost our Russian subscribers right there. I finished them off. He was petting is Putin. <laughs> you just won the night. Actually, the, if they're listening to us, I, I don't think they're a fan of Putin. There's a real, like, the counterculture of tech people that... Hey. That, yeah. If our president looked as good shirt, shirtless on a horse as Putin, I'd be on board. Yeah. Um, Sam, could you type in <laughs> Dawn of Mantis uh, and see what that, that is in Russian? Just out of curiosity, since you have that cool gizmo. Oh, and then, that's a good idea. And then we'll go, and then we'll move on. This cool gizmo called a computer. <laughs> Since you have that cool that I've computer never seen box, one of those before. <laughs> Sam brings a lot to the table. Computers. So this is Dawn of Mantis in Russian, and then we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> I reminded of like Wayne off Wayne's World when he's trying to learn Cantonese for that. He's like, "Keep on, you do ah." Oh yeah, the um, subtext. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. Uh, where the hell are we? He tried to blackmail him with the video of him pulling his pud, petting his Putin. Um, oh yeah, he was dropped from the national team. All his fans turned on him as if they don't do the same thing. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's so silly. Come on. I guess just don't video, videotape yourself doing it though. Yeah, but. Which like, was like never. he released that on purpose. Well, no, but why would you even, even for your own purposes? Who videotaped him? Did he videotape himself doing it? Dane Cook, hate him or not, has a really good, a really good joke about like in, in, in pornographic movies and stuff, how 
women doing that to themselves. It's all like beautiful and their back is arched and it's like aesthetically <laughs> pleasing and there's butterflies flying around. But then he's like a guy doing it. He's just all like hunched over like an yeah. ogre, like, like sweating and no one wants to see that. No one. I submit no one, not even Brad Pitt or anybody like that. Like, well, he might make it look fanciful. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I, don't know. I don't know why he did that, but, but people, people to, to like, you know, to woke them, basically, you know, and just like, yeah, you know, you're the devil because you got caught doing that. Yeah. It's crazy. Your eyesight's going to be bad. You won't be good at soccer anymore. That's right. Yeah. How are you going to see the ball? It's going to fly right past you. Fly right past you. Was it worth it? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's over there like, I regret this. I regret this fully. I want these men out of my studio. Please leave. <laughs> So even after this, he attempted to show up for his club team, which I guess is a lesser team and maybe a more local, called Zenit St. Petersburg. Uh, but he was booed and heckled by his own fans. He issued a statement to his 1.2 million Instagram followers that said, and I quote, Like any person, I am not ideal. I make mistakes like everyone. I appreciate the people who are with me through tough time. This path is not easy. I hope I can be a good person. You are a good person. Yeah. Dude, you're still a good person. That's a very good Yakov <laughs> impression from Night Court. Yeah. America's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> love this country. Is that what he says? There's something like that. I love this country. It's like, dude, you've lived here 47 years. You can drop that shit. America's so different. Yeah, you've been in Branson since the 80s, bitch. We know. You're used to it. We know. But that's a, that's his thing. That's his tagline. Just that... Uh... The King of the Hill episode, the, when they go to Branson, and he's on that also. No! They had Yakov oh, on King of the Hill? Yes. That's awesome. And it really was him? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Is that yeah. guy still alive? Well, I, I, think I remember so. being in Branson not too long ago, and he still has the theater and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the theater's still there. Yeah. It's I don't think he's in, right. He's not in it anymore, but the theater, you walk he's, into his goddamn uh, mouth to get into the theater. It's <laughs> yeah. his face. It's his, yeah. America's uh, so crazy. Yeah, I think he's touring. <laughs> yeah. I came here today in Uber, not the donkey. It's like, yeah, dude, you got here when Reagan was president. Yeah. I'm sure you're used to it by now. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Yep, he's still alive, 69 years old. Six, yeah. That's it? Yakov Smirnov. Is he still in Branson? Does he have a show anymore? Because that one particular theater is 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 uh, no longer open. Good old Branson, Missouri, man. Good, yeah. Good family fun. Yeah, it is. Laughter vaccine kills COVID-19. That's what it says. What the hell? Yeah. Yakov live in Branson. That's still, it's still a thing then, right? <laughs> it Because be. if he's making jokes about COVID, he's still, uh. We should all go. We should all go. <laughs> Seriously. Let's get some tickets. Come on. <laughs> we need some culture here. American tap water is a water. Yeah. And the Russia is a vodka. It's so weird. I just, I want to keep doing the accent. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I just watched Borat, the new Borat movie. Oh, yeah. I have been talking like Borat for <laughs> for two weeks, and my family's about to kick me out of the house. Yeah, that was messed up. The other yeah. night, I looked at my wife, and I said, <laughs> um, if maybe I do a house of chores, you let me patch it to the vagine and make a sexy time later. She was like, that's the most unsexy thing I've ever heard in my life. You will never touch Probably me the best scene is when he went with the faxes, and he sends the one fax to, his, <laughs> to the guy. Sup. Sup. He sends one fax and the yeah. guy says, Sup with you. Yeah. 
and then he gets back a penis that's printed <laughs> out. And he's like, sorry, I was sexting with my girl. Yeah. <laughs> Via fax. Dude, the funniest part, we'll get back to the episode, <laughs> was when he fed his daughter the little cupcake with the plastic baby on it. <laughs> yeah. Sam, have you seen it? No, not yet. And then, spoiler, if, you're, if you haven't seen it, people, skip one minute. But then he's like, oh, we have to get the baby out of you. And he looks and they see an abortion clinic. Or a, not an abortion clinic, but it was like a Planned Parenthood thing. Yeah, it ended up being like some that. religious thing. Yeah. And so they walk in and he's like, so I tried to give my daughter pleasure. And I put the baby inside her. Can you get the baby out? And that guy's just like, okay, you, you keep calling her your daughter? Yeah, she and my daughter. And that guy's like, that baby's a gift from God. He's like, no, no, no it's, it's, it's not alive. And he's like, no, it's alive right now. You cannot get rid of it. <laughs> anyway, it's hilarious. You got to watch it. To answer your Yakov uh, theater question, he did have dates in October, November, and the first week of December. Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at his uh, theater in Branson. Yeah. Let's go. We should go. Why are we not there now? Our Russian and Polish listeners would appreciate that. They would. Yeah. And other uh, Croatia. Yeah. I saw some listeners in Croatia. Yeah. We owe it to them. Which, by the way, my realtor called me from Croatia. She went to Croatia to, to get, like, dental work done. Yeah. Anyway, that's a Couldn't whole different thing. Couldn't do that here? Uh, I, I, don't, it's, I don't know. I have no idea, but I was just like, hey. I, don't, I didn't answer the, the phone number said Croatia. And the phone number was, you know how our phone numbers are like, I'm doing the Kevin James bit, but it's like, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Three digits, three digits, four digits. Well, this was like X, question mark, dash, one, 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 dash, hashtag. I was like, and then it said Croatia. And I'm like, this is weird shit. I'm not answering this. And then I listened to the voicemail and it's like, hi. And it was this realtor from Croatia. And I'm just over in Croatia for a little bit, but we can still call. And anyway, so Maybe yeah. you can go over there and get something done for like 500 bucks that would cost you several thousand We here. fix your front teeth for a corn dog <laughs> and the tickets to Foreigner. That's a lot cheaper than America. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. She'll never hear this. She won't know. I don't think she'd care anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I didn't say her name. Screw you all. So, uh, that's what he said. It's my path. It's not easy. I hope I can still be a good person, even though I'm literally every guy that ever lived. But I guess his just happened to be caught on uh, video. Okay. And seen by millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> His detractors are quick to point out another video from last July that was taken in the team's locker room after a match. It allegedly shows Zuba in his underwear grabbing another teammate and simulating sex with him. Mm. Which, again, has been done in every locker room ever, anywhere, ever, at all times, ever. Guys are just stupid and gross and do that type of stuff. This is the wrong guy for it to happen to, though, since he already had the other stuff, you know? That's true. Yeah. Um, but not, this is part two of the story that is just the best. Okay. Not everyone is hating on Artem Zuba. And here's where the, uh, the best part comes in. Something very strange happened on Pabita, I think, airlines flight DP-407 en route from Moscow to Yekaterinburg on November 11th. Instead of heading straight to their destination, the crew started to make some weird flight changes right after takeoff. Unscheduled. Weird patterns. No one knew what was going on. They said they needed to make some random maneuvers to check the radio navigation equipment, right? The unplanned maneuvers caused the flight to land 20 minutes late in Yekaterinburg. 
But that wouldn't be the only trouble the flight stirred up. After the fact, it was noticed that the flight's path traced out, and this is this happened, okay? Okay. The flight path traced out the unmistakable line, outline of a large penis and two testicles. <laughs> Reminds me of that smoke riding stuff. I have a picture of it. I'll put it on the website. Okay. A spokesperson for Pebeta Airlines released a, state- a statement saying the stunt appears to be the captain's form of protest over Artem Zuba's mistreatment by fans in the media. They were not laughing, however, and an investigation is pending on the severity of the unplanned maneuvers and how much of a threat they potentially posed on subsequent air traffic that day. Come on! He drew a huge twig and two berries wedding tackle in the sky. The giggle that can't stick. Be easy. No. Yeah. That's but crazy. It's great. It's it's two perfect circles, and then kind of a bench. <laughs> wow. In the sky. I think it was over a beach. Over. <laughs> Imagine being on that beach and watching that take form. And if it left a contrail, reminds you... me of Austin Powers. <laughs> it's it's a twig and two berries, baby. In the sky. It looks like a huge Johnson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wang, pay attention. That does remind me. Of, it's been years ago, but I had the student one time. We we used to go outside to. Um, when we studied weather, we went outside and we, we'd draw clouds and then we'd come back in and ID those clouds, cumulonimbus and cumulus and stratus and all this stuff. So I had this one student that got in trouble in every class. As soon as we went outside and we looked up, there was a cloud that looked like a penis. It was so, it was so crazy that of all the other classes, you know, I had like six classes. In that one class, that particular day, we look up and he's like, hey, Mr. Hoffman. And he points. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he's like, that's the one I'm drawing. <laughs> and so he starts drawing it. So I let him draw it, and, and it was a stratus cloud, and it had some cumulus clouds with it. It was just weird how it looked. So then I had another teacher the next day. Hey, I just had a quick question. I had the student drawing clouds in my class. He said they were clouds, but they all look like penises. <laughs> he said that you would vouch for him. I was like, well, I'm not going to vouch for him. He knew what it looked like. I'm not going to say he can draw that, but he yeah. thought, oh, "I've got a green light. I can just draw clouds all the time." This not is get the in trouble. this is the rare cumulophallus cloud, yeah. <laughs> the the penis and nimbus. Yeah, it is so. It's such it's such a crazy coincidence. And all the other kids were like, "Oh my goodness!" The one time I but, know you walked up, you probably looked up and was like, "I'll be good." I, I did. I, that's the look. I, I was like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> I wonder which one he's going to draw. I've never, I'm 40 years old and I've never seen a cloud that I thought looked like a penis. Yeah. And it, it was crazy. It was, it was bizarre. Totally bizarre. But anyway, awesome. true story. <laughs> Stranger than fiction. So I want to do, uh, do we have time for one more? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let's roll with it. So this is courtesy of all that is interesting.com. Now, Sam, you might remember and other listeners, we have other listeners. Uh, a few episodes ago, Ivan and I were talking about body farms, where they put corpses out in the in the in the elements, and then they uh, study the rate of decomposition. So, I found a good story about that. Uh, ironically, just after that discussion on our podcast, I stumbled on a news story concerning one of those very places, the Forensic Investigation Research Station in Whitewater, Colorado. So they get this place up and going. 
and they get a fresh crop of more than 40, 40 corpses. Why did I write it like that? Of more than 40 corpses. They place them out in the elements to study their decomposition. But almost instantly, they... Oh, I already told you about this, didn't I? Ivan? No, keep going. Uh, they, uh, they encountered a problem. What do you guys... Uh, Ivan, you know. Uh, Sam, what do you think their problem was? Like, the very next day or two, they go outside to study the rate of decomp. There's a complication. Shit, we didn't expect this. What do you think it was? I wouldn't have guessed it. It can't be a weather thing. Nope. It's not weather. Nope. Cue the wildlife? Jeopardy music. Ding, Is it wildlife? Ding, ding. Oh, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Dude, he got that's, it. That's pretty good. You're good? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd give it to him. If I was a judge on a game show, I'd I give would it give him. that to you. Ding, ding, ding. Almost immediately after placing the bodies outside, cats began to show up. Well, dom- domesticated wildlife. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I think and cats, feral. I don't, I don't think cats are really tame. I, guess, I, I, think, guess I think they're putting us all on, right? <laughs> yeah. I know, I have three, and I'm always like, I bet they're aliens. Yeah, yeah. There's somebody that said one time on a podcast or something, they think that cats have domesticated us. Like, they still kind of just do what they want. They do. I mean, they're not like dogs at all, you know? That's right. And we we are their slaves, basically. Yeah, really. Yeah. I will lay in bed. Anything anybody hadn't said about feeding them and changing their litter boxes. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crap in this box, <laughs> and you're gonna clean it up. <laughs> and there's, go ahead. Have you ever seen the video of the the like glass jar that's on the edge of the counter, and the cat walks yes! up to it, and he and he has this paw like yep. he's gonna knock it off, but he even looks at the person. I mean, that's maniacal, you know. He looks at the person, and the person's like, "No, you better not." And he like taps it a little bit, and then yeah, he's like, "F you." Yeah, yeah. That a, a dog would never do anything like that. And my cat, like, my cat can be laying on my chest and I'm watching TV on the couch for an hour. Stro- and I'm stroking her head and she's nuzzling me. And then out of nowhere, she just, like, bites my hand, claws yeah. my chest, and runs into another room. Like, what the hell just happened? We had a thing. Like, what, what happened? Because they're like, we want you to be comfortable, but not too comfortable. <laughs> you know, we're friends only at a certain point. You're right. You're right. That's, that's what they're establishing. And that little that. shit, like, I'll be in bed. I'll hold a piss for another hour longer than I normally would because if she's laying on my chest in bed, I, I got to pee and I look and she, oh, she's purring on. She's so sweet. So I'm just like, mm, I just fight through it, you know? And then I finally get up to pee, but you know, I do all that. And then you just never know. The cats yeah. are so weird. Yep. And we'll get it. Dude, they're even way weirder to their owners. We'll get to that at the end of this story. But even having said all that, I just it makes me want to go home and just snuggle my cat right now. I usually, when I get in that that mode, I don't want a cat again, but I w- just watch cat videos. You've told me that you before. Know, that's I'm like, hey, I'd kind of like to have a cat, and I watch cat videos for a while. And there's enough just things where you can laugh, and there's enough things that's like, man, that'd piss me off. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't want a cat anymore. <laughs> so uh, luckily, people are putting those videos out there for people, you know. Dude, good. I had three cats as well, Sam. And literally within a few months, two of them got cancer and died. So, yeah, I have one left. Um, It's horrible. Like, we'd had these cats forever. Kit Kat we had for 10 years. Mini Kitty we had for almost nine. And and, and, uh, Mini Kitty went first. She had some kind of weird leukemia. Like, she just started losing weight, not eating. I, I, I had a syringe that I would put protein paste in, and I kept her alive the vet said for weeks longer than she I should have. Wow. But she eventually just died. It was horrible. 
Uh, and then literally just a, what I'm going to say it was a month later, our other cat had this weird, I was petting her and I'm like, what's this? And she had a lump in her armpit and I'm like, that's weird. But that, that happens sometimes, you know? Uh, but then within a week or two, it was like as big as a, uh, an apple. It just grew super fast. Like a tumor. Oh yeah. We took her to the vet and, uh, she was beyond like, they were like, oh, you never could have done anything. This is super aggressive. And it was, it was wrapped all around her organs. It was just a weird freak, super fast growing, aggressive cancer. So we wow. had her put down. So yeah, horrible man, horrible. And the only cat we have left is the one that came with the house. So, like I so said, when we bought our house eight and a half years ago, like the second or third night we were there after moving in, uh, my wife's little sisters was was there with us. And then my daughter was like, oh, there's this big fat kitty on the porch. And she's literally been there ever since. But anyway, no one gives a shit about any of that. So let's get back to the... Uh, <laughs> well, the cat, we've got, we talked to a lot of cat people. I'm sure there's a lot of cat people out okay, there. Okay, okay. So yeah, they put the corpses out there within the next day or two, almost immediately. All these cats show up like it's a free all-you-can-eat buffet. Rather than putting a stop to the feline feast, researchers decided to capitalize on the bizarre turn of events and use it as a chance to study decomposition rates along with the effects of scavengers on bodies. So they just let the little shits go to town. And there's cats everywhere. So that's probably not that's probably not a, a bad idea. No. You know, wherever there's a body, I bet there's a cat within a few miles. I would I would you know, there's just cats everywhere. If there's a house, there's a cat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, solid, solid move. <laughs> Except I'd be really pissed if I was one of the neighbors and it was my cat. Oh. It's like, why does Fluffy smell like a 70 year old granny? Can you, oh, can you like imagine? A dead granny. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just let this happen. They just let the, they just let the cats go to and fro. And who knows if like some little girl wasn't picking up one, like, and nuzzling mittens on her little face. And there's some, family that's like they keep trying different cat foods we're so worried she won't eat she won't eat you know it's like she doesn't need to eat or like she smells so bad and they keep giving her baths and yeah she just shows back up smelling like she smells like an old an old dead person yeah boy yeah. what if the cat got taste for human and then started like biting the owners why would that they? sounds like a good movie yeah. pitch idea you try to get them a fancy feast and they're like this sucks fancy feast. i am used to uh fancier feast fan- <laughs> Nancy Feast. Her Ooh. name was, I don't know. That was yeah. It's not too bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> uh, so two favorites seem to be, now see, that's another thing they noticed was specific cats would go to specific bodies. Like it wasn't just cats roaming around eating on random, but like cats would pick out certain bodies and they would just, that's, that's my corpse and that's all they would eat. So, uh, one, cats are finicky eaters though. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You ever buy some cat food and your cats won't touch it? Yeah. 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 So I remember that one from having cats. So that, that makes sense, but that is crazy to put that in the term of like terms of dead bodies. Yeah. Like I don't like that dead body. That one didn't that one didn't sit well with me. Yeah. So yeah, two two out of all those bodies, the two kind of most popular ones, one was of a seventy nine year old woman and the other was a seventy year old man. So, okay. So older. Older <laughs> Sam's face. <laughs> Aged meat. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. Beef, beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> those those were the uh those were the favorites. One cat snuck onto the body farm and fed on the 79-year-old woman's fat layers and soft tissue. So the researchers placed a cage over that body 
to prevent the cat from accessing it for a week. The cat showed up every night for a week. You sons of bitches. Like, (laughs) this cage. Now, they removed the cage after a week. The same cat showed back up and ate on that body every day for 35 consecutive days. So that cat was just like, this is, this is, this is my jam. This is it. Um, I don't know why she left after 35 days. I didn't know that cats would eat like old rancid meat, which yeah. after 35 days, I just didn't know a cat would do that. Yeah, um, I didn't know either. My cat won't even eat something that's like slightly like not even the same temperature as she wants. You know, and this person, this cat is eating a body that's been dead for a, a month. Yeah. So that's, uh, I don't know. Uh, now for the 70 year old man, like I said, one specific cat took a liking to him too. The same cat showed up to to gnaw on his body 10 out of 16 days. Then the cat disappeared for a month before returning to eat on the corpse for another two days. Researchers still aren't sure why this cat strolled by 40 other corpses with no interest and kept returning to the one specific body. I don't know. Yeah. And also, yeah, that's I thought, bizarre. This is what I was talking about earlier too. To all the cat owners listening, and this is something that we've all heard. It's true. They will eat you. Yes. They totally will. They totally. If you die in your home and you're not found right away, your cat will eat you. It's just going to happen. It just will happen. What about dogs, do you think? I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard. No, dogs are good people. They will not do it. <laughs> dogs will starve. They'll lay by their owner and starve to death and mourn and they're sad. Your cat will just eat you. There's they don't be, care. There's got to be a case out there where some dog eating some dead body I maybe so but by and large because even humans have done that in like donner party and stuff like that yeah so uh there's got to be a case i would imagine probably so but so. I, I would see the cats doing that sooner well, let me ask you this let's take it back an episode did ada constant kent have a cat <laughs> <laughs> you know what she was an old lady living alone in a house. Guarantee to you, she had a few cats. And I smell what you're cooking. Those cats ate her up, right? That's what happened. Yeah. Like before she was even cold, they were probably eating on her already. There we go. We hadn't thought about that. So thanks, Sam. That's where the next episode solves the previous one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened before. It's because we didn't have Sam before. That's why we have you. Yeah. There we go. He's going to solve. We're going to solve some stuff now. Finally, <laughs> said is just talking about it. Um, but really, though, as far as your cat eating your body, forensic anthropologist uh, Carolyn Rando stated that not only will, you, will your cat eat you after you die, many will start feasting even before you're cold. Like I was joking about that, but that's real. So think about that the next time your little whiskers is sitting on your lap and you're watching <laughs> Breaking Bad together. It's like this little shit will eat you. If well, you know. I mean, we we've all known that the bond's not there like it is with the dog. Even though, even though we love our cats and stuff, but it's just not. They just don't look at you the same as the dog looks. And I think it's really just goes back to, you know, humans have a longer history with dogs. I mean, obviously we pulled them from wolves and you know, um, raised them up and and what's what's the word I'm looking for where we um, bonded? Yeah, well, bonded. Yeah, that's that's a good word. But um, you know. We don't have any other animal that we've done that with for that long period of time. And there's always somebody that'd be like, well, you could take a wolf and do the same thing, but it's not, it's, it would never work. It's got to be, 
you know, those hundreds of thousands of years of just like, um, you know, sharing campfires and taking them hunting and things like that. I mean, um, it's, it's just, uh, uh, the cats, we haven't been around them as long. So maybe one of these days, you know, in the far future, why did they'll the, be more domesticated. Why did the Egyptians worship cats, do you think? I don't know. Cats just kind of seem like they were made to be worshipped. Just the way they carry themselves, and they're just like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. You know? And they're just so nimble and powerful and great hunters. I mean, we just we probably saw a lot, a lot of really cool things in them and decided to, you know put yeah. them up there and plus yeah you're right that's that's a great oh man you if you compare a you know a lion what's what's comparable in dog to, to a wolf i think you know yeah. what, what else in a dog you know what's higher than a wolf well like bears i think bears bears and dogs are pretty closely related like genetically so they are said, they really yeah that yeah. makes sense i guess yeah, yeah. Bears and then wolves and then dogs and then coyotes are are an offshoot that I think they I think they figure out it happened around the same time coyotes and dogs kind of split and then uh, coyotes basically they didn't want to have a lot to do with this but then dogs dogs realized early on stay close to the humans you won't starve to death as much even if you don't even if you don't just hang out with them closely they'll always leave a mess behind that that you can take advantage of so then some started coming closer and closer and then you know. Then we selectively bred them and changed them into things that can barely breathe, like the pugs and stuff like that. There's a long history there, but uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I want a dog that's tiny and can ride around in my purse. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah, it's just like the selection of the runt over, you know, thousands of generations shrunk the species down. It's crazy. Yeah, I have a dog at home right now, that miniature long-haired chihuahua, uh-huh. who shouldn't exist. <laughs> He never, he's never not shaking. That's a His, chihuahua? I thought it was a Pomeranian. Well, I have one of those too. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's got Pomeranian in it, I'm sure, right? I don't know if Ziggy does. His tongue is like way too long for his mouth, so it always hangs out like about an inch. <laughs> always. He, it's too long to go in his mouth. Yeah. And he's so small and... Looks it, like he's always eating a fruit by the foot every time I see it. <laughs> like, are you going to finish that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, it's your tongue. He Sorry. shouldn't exist. Yeah. He shouldn't exist. And really shouldn't Diesel shouldn't either, the Pomeranian. Um, but yeah. Ziggy way more so. He just he like I said, he's never not shaking. His eyes are always kind of leaking. It's like why? You know, just poor guy. Why does he he never would survive in nature? No. Like, no. That would never no. It's it's a very messed up thing, some of these breeds. Yeah. What's your next one? Let's do one more. I called it Pornocopia. Okay. All Yay! Right. Yay! Well, let's see. I got a couple more. Let's see. Is that the one I want to do if we're going to do one more? You're going to have on. to do that one. I guess right? I am. Yeah, because this... this yeah. somebody from home would be like, hey, I wanted to hear that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why'd you even bring it up? It kind of follows the, <laughs> yeah. the airplane one. Oh, it sure. does. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It does. A 40-year-old Indiana man. We're looking at you, uh, Carl. Not This was not Carl. We love you, buddy. Uh <laughs> A 40-year-old Indiana man sued... Maybe Carl's heard of this, uh, even though I think it had happened in a different state. But he was from Indiana. He sued his parents last year for $87,000. Why? Why Why do you think he did? I know, no, it's, I too, know. it's too vague, right? Um, too early. In 2016, he went through a divorce that left him destitute, as divorces often do. Mm-hmm. Uh, present company included... 
with firsthand knowledge. So he was forced to move back in with mom and dad in Michigan until he could get back on his feet. I didn't have to move back in with my parents, but I just had to rent a shitty house and eat ramen noodles for about three years. And then everything was fine. Uh, anyway, this is not about me. <laughs> I'm like, this. <laughs> but he's much better now. He's much better now. No, he's not. Me? I am, but not this guy. Okay. Uh, he did get back on his feet 10 months later. So that's not a very, you know, that's a fairly short time to have to move in with your mom and dad. 10 months, he's back out. It's not so bad. So why the lawsuit? Well, after he moved back out and got his own place, he went back to Muncie, Indiana. He noticed that when his parents had sent all his belongings back on the, uh, on the old U-Haul, there was a few boxes short. 12 boxes. Okay. He gets all his boxes back. Does not count. I'm missing 12 boxes. He does an inventory on all his shit. And he confronted his parents about it because he knew what they had what had happened so his parents admitted yes we didn't we not only did not load the 12 boxes on the u-haul we threw the damn things away what did they contain (laughs) well you know the name of the story they were full of thousands of pornographic magazines and movies his parents told him that they were doing him a big favor and that he was better off not owning such films as frisky business and big bad grannies (laughs) (laughs) Did you make those up? Or is- I swear to God, that was in the story. Oh, wow. That was two actual movies. Big Bad Grannies. <laughs> $87,000 worth? Well, we'll get to that, too. Okay. Uh, but what should we do while the, while the pie cools off on the windowsill, Junior? <laughs> well, I got an idea. Big Bad Grannies. No, that's horrible. Why? He disagreed that he was better off without these films, and he filed a complaint with the Ottawa County Prosecutor. But shockingly, he declined to press charges. He was like, no, I'm not pursuing that. (laughs) So instead, he filed a lawsuit seeking triple the amount. So he claims his porn stash was worth $29,000, but he wanted thrice that for pain and suffering. (laughs) (laughs) So many jokes right there. I know. (laughs) Um. As far as I could tell, the lawsuit is ongoing. So okay, yeah. So there's yeah. that story. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Let's end it on. Uh, <laughs> let's end it on that. So let's let's you know go around the room. Uh, is he in the right or is he in the wrong? What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I'll start with you. <laughs> I uh, I think they did him a favor getting rid of Big Bad and Granny. <laughs> <laughs> well. So, I mean, it is his property. So I think, I think the lawsuit can go well for him. I, I don't, it doesn't make me agree with him suing his parents for it. But if you look at it from the law standpoint, it is property and they destroyed his property. So he's got a good chance of winning. Uh, probably, I don't understand the, like, why not just go for the amount or why not go for a lesser amount? Like the pain and suffering thing. That's such a stupid, that's something that some lawyer talked him into, you know, because they were going to take a percentage and. They said it should be bigger. And how, so how did he get at the $29,000 was what, so here's my thing. Um, pornographic, especially magazines. Let's go back to the old jokes we used to make in, in eighth grade. Uh, I don't think that they, anytime. So this is a true story. I was in my little hometown a couple years ago and I was going to a yard sale and the person at this yard sale had every Playboy from like 1968 to 2012. Every mm-hmm. Playboy in this huge plastic tote. Mm-hmm. And it was for like several hundred bucks. But I was thinking, 
porno magazines, do they age as well as other magazines? Because I don't want to get too gross. Yeah. But. I would say it's worth the money. I would say that's worth some money. I mean, okay. Hugh Hefner's brand. Okay, and, okay. Maybe Playboys. There are the articles and, and a lot of Okay, but you can't are... read them if you can't open the pages. There, I said it. <laughs> there, I said it. There, I said it. But, that's... If, they're, but if they're worth anything, yeah, I, <laughs> I get the joke. But... I don't know who'd want to buy used Playboys. Yeah. Say used. And yeah. yes, you don't call other magazines a who'd buy used CarQuest magazine. You're right. You call pornographic magazines used. Because they <laughs> well, I would say used. that there's probably some people out there that are collectors that you know treat their magazines well, and 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 you always think it's cliche, but you know people probably do buy them for the articles because there were a lot of famous people interviewed and a lot of um, okay, yeah, a lot of news stories, and, and there's actually some decent. I don't want to sound. This sounds like a no, total, no, decent journalism in those. In, we need to get in, away, from, and at least that, yeah. and at least Playboy, but. When you talk about some of the other ones that are just that aren't known for that, yeah, I we need we need totally to get away from Playboys. I, I shouldn't have used that as. I, yeah, I don't I think don't, those were in the collection. These were not Playboys. These were probably like backyard yes. backyard bosoms or just like oh, okay. weird yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of fringe. Then you are right when you're talking about those. Yes, yeah. like not collectibles. Yeah, exactly. I just want to know how did he value? Did you spend twenty nine thousand dollars to purchase all this? And even if you did, why do you think it's going to hold retain that value? Yeah. Do you think it's going to gain in value? Like, oh, this epi- this this issue of uh, of uh, barnyard booties is ten years old. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's face. <laughs> I don't even know. It. I don't know. <laughs> if the podcast doesn't ever work out, you could just come up name with funny names for you know magazines yeah. like that and come up. I yeah. mean, because that was pretty good. Well, I even as a kid, like so, we're we're all old school, and you guys don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. But I mean, nowadays, and it's not good. Kids can just open their phone and look at literally anything. It's not good. Yeah. Back in our day, it was like you had a treasure map because you heard your cousin had two magazines and he buried it <laughs> under a tractor at your uncle's house. I mean, that literally, I didn't even make that up. That happened to me. Like, a little, no, it wasn't under a tractor. It was under a trailer. But, like, and you dig it up, and you find it, and there's three pages that are not, you know, biodegraded, and you can sort of make out <laughs> some things. Like, that's the way we did it. Um, I remember one time at a buddy's house, there was junk cars in his backyard out in the field. His dad had just bought this old junk car, and we jimmied the back trunk open, and it was full of, like, I bet there were 150 magazines in there. So it was like that when the trunk opened, like, like, like the, the light shone down color, from heaven. Oh, yeah. Like doves flew out, you know? <laughs> and we were just like, God, oh, this, there's more porno here than under all the campers in the world buried. <laughs> so that was like a life changing event, really, if you're 14. But um, it's not like it. It's not like that anymore, you know? It's, it's not like. Yeah, and it was, so what I was saying to say all that was even then there were certain magazines where you could look at, and you could tell like these people had money, and there were certain magazines you're looking at the girl and you're like, I bet her parents are looking for her, you know, or something. Mm, you're like, yeah. this was shady. So I'm thinking this guy's collection was more of the more of that shadiness. Uh, yeah, shadiness. Yeah. yeah, and there's probably if if that number's correct, if it's anywhere close, you know, there's probably a lot of DVDs and stuff like that, and. There's no telling what else could be in there, what other shady items. Yeah. So some lawyer came up with that number and told them to go for that. And, you know, they'll take whatever percentage. I don't know what the percentage is for a lawyer, but um, that's why that number is so high, I would imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that lawsuit didn't go anywhere, but uh, I couldn't find. I th- it's all still ongoing as far as I could tell. Yeah. So, anyway. That's crazy. Just to do that and to draw that attention to yourself. That's Yeah. That's have so you no know, shame? I would never tell anyone. Yeah. You're going to go to, first off, uh, a, 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 a prosecutor? Yeah. A DA? Yeah. And say, my copy of Big Bad Grannies has been stolen. No, yeah. that you couldn't you couldn't waterboard me and get me to admit that I'd ever owned that. But, but it's not guy... surprising some lawyer took it on though. That's not surprising <laughs> at all. You've got a heck of a case there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Big bad grannies. Well, there was only twelve of those ever printed. <laughs> I don't know. For good reason. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Such a funny thing. Yep. So, dude, that's uh, that's pretty much my notes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's it for us. Good, I guess good times. Yeah, that was some good stuff, Joe. He did he did a smash up job of uh, <laughs> researching all that stuff. Yeah, especially the Thanksgiving stuff. Since I just mentioned it yesterday, he was like, <laughs> "Any of those smash and grabs, uh, like Thanksgiving related?" And uh, he's like, "Oh no, I didn't think about that." And then <laughs> you like text today, and you're like, "Hey, I've got five Thanksgiving murder stories." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's an animal. I'll tell you what, that's. That's, uh, yeah, that's quite impressive. So good job, Joe. Hey, thanks. You are the heart and soul of this thing. I just, I just want the people to be pleased. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did a good job. I want to please the people. Yeah. I tried to please my daughter and I accidentally (laughs) put the baby in her. I'm by bad. Watch Borat, by the way, to make that make more sense. It's Uh, hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Someone will sound by just that part of me saying that. And then that will be played somewhere else, and that will yeah. be good. But yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, I think, man, this went really well. I Sam, or do you regret having us here? Not at all. Okay. Um, I, I hope the uh, the listeners like having me on now. They will. I, I'm not, yeah, they I'm will. not a, a, trying to step on any toes out there. I'm just a fellow listener that. That just happened to get in on a good deal. No, so. man. Anytime, if you hear anything and you want to like come in and be like, "Hey, this happened to me when I was tw- or whatever," just do it. Do it, man. Do it. People yeah, have been listening yeah. to us. People have been listening to me, and I even tell the same stories for two years. So it's not going to hurt to have a. Well, you're a not fresh... a you're not a fellow listener anymore. Now no. you're now you're a podcast you're a content Welcome producer, aboard. my friend. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So I think that's good. Yeah, that's it. So uh, we're out of here. We'll talk to you guys next time. Oh, thanks for listening, baby.